what we are currently experimenting is or with is showing QR codes on TV. But as we are a TV station and showing our TV shows on air, we can use some kind of overlays inside the show to promote some yeah, different storylines or some interactive quizzes or something like that. And this is something where we directly try to yeah, connect the TV show or a specific episode with the app. Why do some companies succeed in driving growth while others fail? How do some individuals advance in their careers to lead teams that change industries? In the age of mobile, these are the stories of the companies shaping the way we interact with our world and the people who drive their growth. Hi, everyone. So excited to have Ben Okenga today. He's the senior product manager at R2L2, which is a TV network in Germany, and he's joining us today. Ben has spent the last 10 years building growth in various departments, including their gaming site, website and the app. He's also deeply involved in their privacy and tracking initiative. So excited to chat with you today, Ben. Welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me. So let's start a little bit, you know, for those international listeners who might not know that much about R2L2. I hope I'm saying it right. Can you tell us a little bit about the network, uh, what they do? Obviously, they have more than just a TV channel. Give us the background. Sure. Well, RTL2, it's how we pronounce it in English, is one of the uh, private TV stations in Germany. And obviously, with the two at the end, there's also other, t yeah, our, one of our sister TV channels, which is just named uh, RTL. But yes, we are RTL2 and we are mainly focused yeah, on reality TV, but not limited for this. And especially for yeah, some popular TV shows like Love Island, the famous uh, dating show. It's yeah, the home in Germany uh, is our TV channel. And of course, we are doing also a lot of digital stuff uh, like apps, uh, different websites, smart TV applications and yeah, some other experiments. We are always trying to stay up to date. We are from a company perspective, we are just around about 230, 40 people. Uh, so it's not that big uh, for a TV station, but we are one of the largest in uh, Germany. So, yeah. Nice. Amazing. So... Tell us about your role. You've been there for a long time. You've had multiple roles. Let's start with what you're doing today and maybe then kind of your journey. Sure. Actually, yeah, I'm a senior product manager and uh, responsible for yeah, different kind of products. Uh, like I said before, apps, websites, websites, for example, our B2B company uh, website, but also our um, gaming website and some smart TV applications. And I'm doing also... Yeah, some kind of internal uh, stuff like you introduced with the all the privacy uh, topics which are popping up at the moment um, together with one of my uh, colleagues. But also I'm deeply involved in our tracking topics. So yeah, I'm trying to keep up to date with all these changes at the moment. And yeah, that's so far my current role. Nice. That's cool. That's awesome. So when you think about you know, the all the work that you've done so far, you know, what's, I think one of the interesting things is that you've been there for a very long time. What's the secret, you know, people like kind of switch jobs. What's the secret for them retaining you for so long? That's a good question. <laughs> I thought long about this. 
To be honest, I don't really know. It just developed like this. But um, what I really appreciate at RT2 that I could and still can work with a lot of different products, audiences, and also technology. So for example, we are just four product managers uh, at RT2 who are responsible for all the digital products. And so every one of us has the responsibility over more than one product. It's not like you hear often in uh, bigger companies that you are taking care of yeah, one area or one topic or a specific feature. It's yeah, sometimes a challenge that you have to uh, work with different products in parallel, but it's, it is like it is. <laughs> and, but it's still working and I definitely like these challenges. And this is, I think, definitely a point that keeps me actually at uh, RTL2. And also from a company perspective, as we are not that big, everyone knows each other and uh, RTL2 is doing also a great job in keeping uh, yeah, a great working atmosphere, uh, some fun parties and also some cool uh, benefits uh, around uh, all these working topics. But yeah, basically, it's definitely the kind of diverse working I was able to yeah, work in. And, you know, we talked about like retaining you, the company. How do you think about retaining your users? Mm-hmm. You know, you obviously there's not that many networks in Germany, but there are there is competition. And how do you think about like keeping them and, and, and engaging your uh, your customers and users? To be honest, I think there's unfortunately not the one solution for this. Yeah, especially <laughs> as a media company, I think this is always uh, yet yeah, two-sided. On the one hand, of course, users want to consume our content, so content is one big part. And I'm yeah, as I'm not directly involved as a product manager into creating this content, I give my best to influence my colleagues uh, on this: uh, what is working well, not so well, and how we could promote things for example. Um, but of course, this is their work area. And then the second um, part here is definitely that yeah, as a product manager, I give my best to give our users the best possible access to our content and like great experience for watching episodes inside our apps or the ab- ability to interact with other fans, for example. But it really differs from the audience. This is just, for example, for our, well, these were examples for our yeah, apps we have, but the B2 website I mentioned before, this is a total different audience, like with journalists, with third-party partners who want to use our data, like all our assets, like images and uh, programming uh, data to use in their own applications. And they they have totally different requirements uh, than our B2C users, for example. So it's always some kind of changing between the products and adapting to every product, at least, yeah. And I think the secret here is always to, yeah, analyze the individual product audience and find out which features or which content is relevant for them. And then, yeah, try to keep them engaged with this content or with these features. And this should be hopefully lead that they are, that they generate a high retention. So. Very cool. That's exciting. How do you think about, you know, the importance of your mobile apps? Uh, how much, you know, how important they are to your overall strategy? And then a follow-up question, how do you get people to use them? And how do you think about that? Well, our apps, I think this is a benefit here, are some kind of, yeah, companion apps to our TV shows. So we have at the moment uh, three of them. 
one uh, two for our daily soaps and one for love island which i mentioned before and of course especially if the show well our daily soaps are on air daily <laughs> so uh, we keep them engaged inside our apps and or we keep them engaged especially with the ability to watch the episodes on demand if they can't watch the tv show on air but even if the Uh, users uh, watch our episodes on air, they can chat directly inside the app with other fans. So it's kind of, yeah, uh, fire, pit at fire pit atmosphere inside the apps and the users can exchange about op opinions, what characters do they like, what storylines and so on. And I think this is Yeah, some kind of yeah self-running system, I would say. Of course, we promote the apps and we are doing also external marketing activities. We bring traffic from other channels like social media inside the apps. But I think especially the, let's call them hardcore users, are using the apps because they like the features, like how to interact with other fans. And I think this is a strong benefit. And this is also what we have seen so far during our yeah, past seasons of Love Island, which is always a highlight uh, for us and for our users and it's always interesting to see if there's no season on air the app is pretty low a user or there's a pretty low usage inside the app because mostly it's filled with content during the season is on air and this is around about yeah four to five weeks a year uh, or in a year and if the new season starts every kpi or metric is raising again and it's uh, good to see who's coming back and We are now in our, or we had our seventh season, and it's interesting to see, especially if you follow the chat, there's a chat inside as well. You, in the meantime, you can recognize the users who have joined the app three or five seasons ago uh, because they are coming back every season. It's, uh, yeah, so much fun. And uh, yeah, it's the, the mix mixture of features we have inside the app, but also the connection to our strong TV shows. And how do you promote the app? I know, you know, I know you guys use branch for some of your like taking people from the website to the app. Any other like tell us some of the ways you actually make sure people know you have an app and drive them to the app. Sure. Well, especially from uh, social media, we are linking inside the app. But also what we are currently experimenting is uh, with is showing QR codes on TV, but as we are a TV station and showing our TV spots on or TV shows on air, we can use some kind of overlays inside uh, the show to promote some yeah, different storylines or some interactive quizzes or something like that. And this is something where we directly try to yeah, connect the TV show or a specific episode with the app. So the users can, for example, can do some kind of review quiz about the past episodes or something like this. And we are always trying to yeah, improve our ways to <laughs> get more and more users inside the app and experimenting a lot with um, yeah, different ways for it. That's awesome. Are you guys using Branch for the QR codes? I hope you are. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. I saw that your team won this award, Connect the, the TV, the Smart TV Award for Best Newcomer. Can you tell us more about the campaign that won the award? And that's so cool. Yeah, well, it's yeah, obviously if you get some award, it's always a great recognition for my team and me. Yeah, of course. And yeah, well, before I go, it's a product uh, we won the award for. Before I yeah, go into the product itself, I just want to explain or give some more context about it because 
in Europe, there are a lot of TV broadcasters who are using a, some kind of technology standard, which is called HBB TV. And this is yeah, based basically on modern web technologies like HTML5 and CSS and something like this. And basically, you can imagine that it's a website directly displayed on the TV, but it's, yeah, it's some kind of optimized for using the remote control for navigation. And so there's no app installation required. Um, so no native app installation like the from the Samsung or LG App Store or something like this. And it's, yeah, it's directly yeah, integrated in the TV screen. You, you just need some kind of yeah, smart TV, which is connected to the internet. And then if you watch our channel and have this internet connection, uh, you see a little graphic in the lower right corner. And there, with this graphic, we can exchange this and promote different uh, content. And then the users can use the color keys on their remote control and open these yeah, HBB TV app. And uh, we created a tool which we called Quick Pulse. And as the name says, it shows it's uh, some kind of yeah, little polls we can directly show on TV uh, when the users are watching our channel. And this is the reason why we won um, this yeah, award, because it's a new way of doing research for our uh, media research. Of course, we are doing a lot of stuff, or research stuff. If we are, for example, showing some new TV show pilots or something like this, but you always have this kind of yeah, media disruption. So the users uh, have to open a website or they get called by some uh, research agency or something like this. And with the quick polls, we can just uh, show them some at the end of the pilot, for example, some kind of three or five questions, and they can give us directly while they are watching the pilot, uh, their opinion about um, this pilot. So like, which characters do you like, or which storylines didn't you like, or something like this. And this is yeah another great way uh, for our media research to get more information about our TV show pilots. And this is, yeah was a cool idea <laughs> to be honest that's awesome congrats on winning the award and it sounds like such a cool campaign so you know awesome you know talking about good campaigns i think we on the show i like to ask people this question i think i ask it on every episode we like to celebrate good campaigns and also learn from ones that didn't failed so maybe tell me a campaign that you ran that you're very proud of that you think did well and then one that you know you thought it was going to be good but it kind of flopped and it can be a campaign a feature mm -hmm. you know yeah absolutely i think especially as a as a product manager it, it's important to or trial and error is at least important part of uh, product management and especially you should of course learn from the errors <laughs> and we definitely had some yeah product and feature fails as well i think as every company um i have a very simple example in our apps, we have different kind of interactive posting types and among others also some quiz types. So the users click on a teaser and then they are on a detail page and have a question and uh, some answer options and can then choose um, the right answer and then they are done. So this is just a simple quiz. And our data showed that is very good in conversion. And we also got the request from our editorial teams to create another quiz posting type where the users can answer more than one questions. And it's something we then called power quiz. 
And as I mentioned before, they are now doing this for these for example, for these uh, review quizzes for the episodes of the last week, for example, it's a cool way of getting the users into, yeah, like thinking about, have you watched the last episodes? Try to answer all these questions. And if not, just go into the app again or into the episodes area of the app and watch the, uh, the uh, episode again. And yeah, we developed and released it. And uh, after a few weeks, uh, the data showed us that the completion rate is very bad. <laughs> and yeah, we just wondered about, okay, hey, why is, why is this happening? Uh, the initial quiz posting type, which still exists and um, also is working well. Yeah, it is working well. And then we figured out that we, yeah, we have used the design of the simple quiz uh, module and just placed next question button below the last answer option. So the users could yeah, simply select the answer and then hit the button next questions to get through the next questions. But what we haven't considered in the design is that if you have a lot of answer options, the next question button isn't in the viewport anymore. And the user may not notice that there are more questions and yeah, just return to the previous page or closing the app or whatever. And then, of course, the conversion or the completion rate is uh, very low. So this was yeah, some kind of uh, fail where we thought, okay, we could just copy our quiz, putting some or giving it the option to uh, have more questions inside. But we yeah, thought about and we tested it and everything worked well, but we haven't tested it with a lot of answer options and uh, especially not with the real answers our editorial teams were using inside these power quiz. And this was something, oh yes, <laughs> we had thought, we had could have thought about this uh, earlier. And um, yeah, the learning here is definitely that, especially with these simple changes of features, the devil can sometimes be in this details in these simple um, areas. And yeah, we, um, or from my perspective, I'm taking or having special eye on this um, simple yeah, and easy changes in our apps, uh, especially in QA and test them, with, test them with more realistic data. And uh, this is my learning out of this because it was, yeah, it sounded like a very easy feature addition to our app, but at the end, it didn't work well. <laughs> but yeah, as we changed this, um, of course, we made an update for this as well. After a few weeks, we just placed some kind of floating button that is always visible inside um, these power quiz. And so uh, immediately after the release, we, sh we have seen that the completion rate increased. So this was definitely the solution to just minor solution to a minor problem, but it was a yeah also some kind of funny problem because it was uh, yeah not that obvious for us. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really interesting one, and it's really you know like kind of reminds us the importance of testing, but also that you know sometimes you can think of everything, so you have to test also in the wild. Yes, absolutely, and be ready to change, and you know it's very hard before you go live, think of every single, so, you know, things will always go wrong. So I think you need to be careful about and have a process on, you know, once something is live, make sure that like you, you will sometimes miss things. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a very cool yeah. story. So I'd love to hear a bit about your background. How did you get into, you know, the field you're in? What did you study? Let's start with that. Yeah, well, I finished my uh, studies in uh, media and communication management. It uh, was uh, in 2012, and 
At this time, uh, yeah, it was some kind of, uh, let's call it trend to study something with media. I don't know whether it was worldwide, but it was definitely in Germany. <laughs> and But in my defense, uh, I always was interested in media and especially in TV. But I didn't have uh, at this time a specific idea where to work after my uh, studies because I wanted to do something yeah, in the digital area, not in the production area. And yeah, beside my studies, I've worked then in a digital branch at a local newspaper publisher. And my senior manager there had a friend in Munich who was searching for a product manager for the gaming website of RTL2. So this was the coincidence here that uh, one thing led to another. And yeah, I basically became the first PM at RTL2 and yeah, initially responsible then for our gaming website. But yeah, until now, continuously extended the range of products uh, yeah, I'm responsible for. But it was, yeah, totally a coincidence here. It wasn't planned like that. It's <laughs> cool. It was a coincidence, but then you kind of like loved it and stayed and Absolutely. expanded your role, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I definitely, pro I haven't heard anything about product management during my studies before. And I definitely fell in love with product management. So it's a cool way. What I really love about product, man uh, product management is that you are some kind of yeah, intersection between different stakeholders, keeping everybody involved and make sure to follow the same vision. And that's uh, definitely the one which, yeah, which lets that I stay in product management until now. <laughs> That's very cool. I, I also fell randomly into product management, but I realized it wasn't for me. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting. I think I thought it would be very different than it actually was. I think everything you said, I think is true. You are an intersection of a lot of people. You have to be the person that kind of brings everyone together. And I think I wanted to be probably more creative. So I ended up in marketing, which is interesting. It's interesting. I think it takes a very... Like a very interesting type of personality. Not everyone can do a, be a good product manager. I actually think it's extremely hard. So I think it's, it's just really awesome that you love it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I also heard that you are an avid traveler and you also love Disney parks. So tell us a bit about some of your favorite destinations. If you think there's anything that connects between, you know, your digital work and learnings that you get to your travels and maybe, you know, your favorite Disney park. <laughs> Lots of questions <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I really love them. <laughs> That's uh, well, uh, currently I'm just, uh, I've visited a lot of Disney parks so far and um, the one I'm still uh, missing is the one in uh, Hong Kong. And uh, yeah, it's definitely hard to tell which one is my favorite. They all have similarities, but also some individual adaptions to the cultural environment. So it's definitely different to visit a park in Asia than in the US, for example. And yeah, well, if I had to decide, I think I would choose Disney World in Orlando because, but just from the perspective that there are more parks and more attractions you can visit. So it's the biggest Disney resort on earth. And um, yeah, but in general, I would say that most important to me is that you can feel this some kind of yeah Disney magic inside each park. So it's not limited to one of them. And yeah, you stay in this magical bubble and loses everything around you. And it's uh, 
that's a cool thing which I love about um, Disney and of course interact with these stories they create. So I like this creative and like yeah perfectionist yeah how do I say gold they have. So they are trying to make everything perfect and uh, totally Im immersed into their worlds and that's something I definitely think to get also some kind of learnings how to involve your audience especially if you compare for example the disney parks to other parks which aren't bad uh, as well but um, they do things different than other parks like universal or six flags or something like this and um, that's awesome and you were um you know you travel a lot any favorite destinations yeah that's even harder to tell <laughs> well yeah i try to visit as much places as possible with my partner and beside the disney parks i would say from all our visits so far iceland was one of the most remarkable ones because the landscape there is so diverse and special with all these volcanic uh, activities and it's also the fact that is it is a pretty new island so it doesn't exist for i don't know exactly when but it just appeared sometime much much it's much much younger than any other continent we have and that's very cool from my perspective and especially also the residents so friendly and open-minded there and uh, yeah it's some cool place and some cool small place <laughs> in the world <laughs> very cool i love it you know before we end i think one of the questions We kind of talked about product management and how we both kind of fell into it. I actually was trying to get into it. I couldn't get a job. I did something else. And I, I, I just think it's very hard to actually get into product management because you don't study specifically for it. And Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your advice, you know, for people who are trying to become product managers and they just don't know where to start and how to get the experience that can help them get a job as a product manager? What's your advice for that? Well, I think the one thing I mentioned before is this, what I really like is this some kind of, to be some kind of intersection. So you have to be open-minded and communicative because if you don't communicate with your stakeholders and if you don't like to communicate that much, it may be not the right position uh, as a product manager. So this uh, should be definitely one criteria. And I have Two more. One is that yeah, data is definitely key, especially in the uh, last years. So analyzing and understanding your audience and their needs, especially as good as possible to yeah, build at least a good product. So if you build a product which isn't used by uh, your users, uh, it's bad for your company. And so you always have to yeah, try to fit it as best as possible to your needs and therefore data is uh, needed. And additionally to that, my uh, third point would be to be open for experiments, like what we mentioned before, the try and error thing that if you especially don't have any data you can rely on, then test your new feature idea, for example, and gain the get data out of it and see how your idea may or may not uh, influence your other metrics. So experimenting here, it's sometimes it's hard uh, to define experiments, but I think it's worth it uh, to uh, work on this. And yeah, because the outcome could be so beneficial and you exactly know at the end what variant, for example, is working for, user, for your users and which not. And uh, yeah, experimenting is something I try to incorporate uh, in my work as much as possible. I love it. It's really, really good advice. 
Cool. Well, with that, we're going to go into our um, our fun round. Three <laughs> fun questions yeah. to get audience to get to know you better. If you had to delete all the apps and you could only keep one app on your phone, what would you keep? I choose Google Maps because for yeah, discovering new places, it's, it's uh, I think, one of the best apps yeah, in the app stores. And uh, I also like the yeah, user experience uh, in the app. So it's very, very well built and developed. And yeah, that's definitely my, my choice here. Awesome. And then if you could talk to one animal, an app that would allow you to talk to an animal, what would you pick? The animal would, which I would pick were chinchillas because <laughs> I have two chinchillas. Oh, yes, your own chinchillas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, although they are related to rabbits and guinea pigs, they are more characterful animals. And sometimes if I watch them and I really would love to know what they would say if they look at me, something like, I don't know, a human, stop binging the series and give me my banana chip or something like this is something so crazy if you they they follow your walking around and they stare at you if you're lying on the couch it's something sometimes it's so funny to yeah to watch them and i would like to know what they are thinking <laughs> do you have any social channels for chinchillas no unfortunately not <laughs> that would be a good they are a bit shy for public <laughs> but oh okay really funny animals <laughs> that's amazing wow what a cool answer and then you know let's end with an unlikely app on your phone that maybe people who know you would be a little surprised i would think uh, some kind of uh, yeah app for book reading because i wouldn't read any books on my smartphone to be honest and um, just using real books or maybe a kindle but having yeah some kind of book reading app it's not something i would install on my phone to be honest nice cool well this was so fun ben thanks for all the advice the amazing stories and for taking the time to join us today thanks for inviting me <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you like the show please leave a review wherever you listen to this and share with someone trying to grow their career until next time keep growing keep growing